welcome to Love Talk with the love ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about the expressions of love. Thank you, John. We are in studio today, and this is Evelyn Davidson coming to you from Austin, Texas. Today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge. And we're, we're celebrating joy and love this month and for the journey of living and loving and the thrill of hope. And we are excited. In the studio with me is our sweet Miss Carrie. Coach Carrie, I want to say that so much here today. <laughs> Hi, Miss Evelyn. Great to be with you today. Yes, they call me Coach. And, of course, we are here with our wonderful Kathy Endebrock, also joining us from Boise, Idaho. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Carrie. Hey, friends. It is so good to be sharing this Saturday afternoon with everyone. Absolutely. Today on Love Talk, we always have lots to talk about on Love Talk. Today we are talking about God's love in action, and we're still on our journey from Christmas to Calvary. And at Christmas, we started with the cradle, obviously. We moved to the cross, and eventually we get to that crown, Miss Evelyn, that beautiful crown. So we're on that journey from Christmas to Calvary that'll take us through Easter this year, friends. Our key scripture as we talk about God's love in action is, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. First John three eighteen. Miss Evelyn, when I think about that, you know, uh, uh, as we have just celebrated Valentine's yeah. Day this <laughs> week, uh, you know, to not love with words or speech, but with action, boy, what what a verse to really make us think about the true meaning of love and how we act on that. And Kathy, I know that this time of year is special to you and your family. And uh, and so tell us a little bit about what's been going on. Ah, I mean, you're so right. I mean, we love Valentine's Day. And for me, you know, when, when, when first, when John is saying this, so this is the Apostle John, and he is like total love guy, right? I mean, you can go to the New Testament and read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Yeah. It's towards the very end of the New Testament. And I mean, he talks all about love. And John is definitely not saying that our words are not important or our speech isn't important. But he says, hey, guys. Don't be all words and no action. Love is an action word is what he's trying to help us to understand. And and I want to say this now is, is that the time is now and it's never too late to take action. Hey, if Valentine's Day blew by you and you totally missed it, you're like Wednesday what? I, you know, where did it go? It, it's not too late. You can um, really take action and love well today. You don't have to do it just one time a year. It's just... You know, Valentine's Day is a day that can really spur us towards action. And it's it's really the perfect opportunity where uh, we can show love towards, uh, towards those who are around us, towards our family members, towards maybe those other ladies or men who are in your Bible study or prayer group, towards that person at the cashier. I... Uh, you know, on Valentine's Day, kind of like Christmas, I wish people happy Valentine's Day. Because I think, you know, it I usually say, say sweet, sweet Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
And so I just want to say, hey, if you did miss doing something special on Valentine's Day, it only takes a moment to make a moment. And we want to encourage you today to step forward and show those around you what love in action looks like. And so we are going to be talking about God's love in action and how we are created for both love and action. And with God, you cannot separate uh, his love from his action. And with us, you shouldn't be able to separate those two things either. Oh, wow. That's that's exactly right. Shouldn't be able to separate love and action. Oh, man, what a great show for today, this Valentine's week. Well, Miss Evelyn, you've got a lot going on. Tell us about what's coming up with the trip to Washington, D.C. Well, we, we're we pretty well solid with Miss Kathy, and uh, things are looking good. We, um, we fully expect to have a full team that can go and give a message. That's what we're going to say when we walk into the senator's office or the rep's office. My name is Evelyn Davison, or my name is Kathy Enderbrock. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a message for you. America is praying for you. Awesome. And, you know, it's such a simple plan that we... um, Kathy's done, Kathy, you've done such a wonderful job of putting our teams together and doing all the details. And we don't even know yet what it's really going to be like other than, you know, how important it is. But, you know, there's always a specific time in our life sometimes when somebody does something really special for you. And that's what we're going to do in D.C. Mm-hmm. But I think probably one of the biggest shocks of my life and the sweetest thing that someone ever did for me when I was in um, my second year of college, I had major surgery, and I couldn't have it in our hometown, so I had to go, of all places, to Beaumont. Mm. And um, the week, and we knew I was going, the, and Van and I were dating. Uh, he was in one college. I was in another. And his mother put together, in those days, they kept him in the hospital for a week. His mother put together seven surprise gifts so I'd have one every day to open up. Oh, Miss Evelyn. And, you know, I look back on little things like that in my life, and people say, Evelyn, how did you get to be, you know, how do you get to do what you do? It's because I've had lots of people that have invested in me. And that's what love is. Love is an investment, and it's not money. It's honey. <laughs> oh, love in action. Look Is that at, right? Is that right, Miss Kathy? That's awesome. You know, I th- love it. That's right. It's honey. It's honey. This week, um, you know, we, we don't go over the top for Valentine's Day at our house, um, but uh, it's been a while since Ash and I have been on a date, and Ooh. last night I got home, you know, after 7 o'clock from basketball practice, and um I was sweaty, and he's all looking all cute and everything, and he meets me at the door, and he had he had put some, together some dinner for the kids, and he said, go get dressed. We're going to go to dinner. Oh. I was like, I almost said, no, I'm so tired, and I was like, no, yeah, okay, I'm going, <laughs> and so I, you know, went and got dressed and uh, freshened up, and we went to dinner, and we just had a lovely time. It was, it was just great. I... I honestly can't remember the last time we just went on a little date, but I think that taught us both something. You know, we were mm-hmm. just gone like hour and a half mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit longer, but it was so refreshing. 
and so great just to spend time alone with him and reconnect. And so it was it was a great day, a spur of the moment, uh, but but a great time. Now, Kathy, what is your favorite way to show love to others on this Valentine's week? Okay, well, I don't know how action-related this is, but it, it takes time and preparation, I suppose. We like to have pickup lines for each other. Yes. And um, <laughs> I know, isn't this ridiculous? Okay, because in our family, some we love to laugh. I mean, we just, it's so important because, you know, we, we kind of are a, a high-performance group. We're always, you know, kind of going and, and, and doing and engaged in a lot of things, and we just love to laugh, and we need to laugh, I think, in our family. And so we have what's called pickup lines because if you're, if you're sad or, or anything like that, a, a, a pickup line kind of picks up your mood. And so we have the funniest one that we came across and so we're always kind of searching and looking and thinking through. And the girls did a whole um, school series on puns and how to, how to develop puns. And so they have this pickup line. It goes like this. It says, are you Jewish because, because you is really cute? <laughs> what do you think? I love that. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know, in my family, right, we're, we, we do come from a Jewish background. And so, yeah. you know, we say that tongue in cheek and, you know, with full respect for um, all of our wonderful Jewish friends and loved ones out there. But, you know, aside from, aside from that, which, which we really love having fun with words, we go on walks together, and that is so important that we do take time out and we go on walks. And something I tried to do for my family, <laughs> it was so horrible. I tried to make them this wonderful filet mignon steak dinner, and I had a spinach salad, and I had the, the filet, and we're using this new sous vide kind of cooker thing, and I finished it oh. off by um, braising the meat and everything. And I don't know what happened, but everything turned out horrible. Like, it tasted bad, and it was terrible. And we're, so we're sitting all around the dinner table kind of eating this, and Eric is like, ooh, honey, like, I, wow. And, um, oh, my gosh, it was the worst Valentine's Day dinner ever for all of us sitting around. But, you know, we just we just had fun, and we laughed, and... You know, we accept what we do for each other and extend grace for the things that don't work out. Oh, well, that's kind gosh. of funny. You had shoe leather with tar sauce. Well, I bought Ashley a little a little gift, and I thought it was so clever. I was looking at it in the store. It was it was these little notes that are fifty two um, one for every week date yeah. night, like little little simple things like buy a puzzle and and work it together, uh, dance in your kitchen, right? And take turns picking the music. And so I'm reading all these and I thought they were really fun. And so I put the one that I was reading back on the shelf and I, for some reason, I reached, I reached for one in the back of the shelf. Okay. And so I, I got that one thinking that, you know, all 52 would be in there because they weren't sealed or anything. And so then um, whenever I put it out on the table for Valentine's, I realized 
that I had picked up the one in Spanish. <laughs> so, so yesterday, Ashley and I had a, we had just good laughs. Like you said, Kathy, we were we were um, picking these things out of the jar, and we were you know, we took Spanish in college, and so we we were laughing about having to not only decipher what we were going to do on our date, but then actually follow through <laughs> with it. You know that's action. That is action. Believe me. It was great. But I hear you, Kathy. Sometimes you get shoe leather and tar sauce when you mean to fix filet mignon and a beautiful salad. And sometimes for, for us, we can't even uh, necessarily decipher what we're doing. But if we can have a good laugh, that is love in action right there. When we get back, friends, we're going to talk about love and action, how they are intimately woven together, how Jesus created us to put action behind our words, and how he loves us so much that he guides us in doing that. We hope that you'll join us right after these messages here on Love Talk. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-494. For church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leading you to wonder, how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition? Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better Better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are here on the bridge, and you have found the love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Of course, we have Mrs. Evelyn Davison and 
our beautiful, wonderful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, on the line from Boise, Idaho. We thank you so much for joining us today. We were just having a, some laughs on our, on our kind of uh, Valentine's Day gaffes. <laughs> right. This week, um, just some funny things that happened to us this week on our Valentine's week. We hope that you've been able to laugh this week with loved ones and uh, enjoy this this week of, I guess, commercialized love. But our Lord and Savior has something much better in store for us, Miss Evelyn, than commercialized love, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now, Kathy, talk us through how God really sets in front of us this love and action and and how these two are just intimately woven together. Thanks, Carrie. You know, this is the thing that I love, the way that, that God kind of, he weaves everything together. He knits us together in the womb, and he, and he has just beautifully weaved these principles for life together so that they're easy for us to grasp. And and when we talk about life and, and walking out with Jesus Christ, it, it's just this incredible journey. And it's a journey that is supposed to be rich in love, rich in joy. And uh, Christ has, has planned this journey for us in love. He's paved it with love. He's purposed it with love. And now we tend to, tend to think sometimes, um, and the world would kind of try and sell us that, that love is just, a, a wonderful feeling which we can choose or choose not to act on. Um, but God doesn't see it that way. For God, love and action are intimately interwoven. If you truly love with a, a, a genuine godly love, you cannot help but act on that. Um, and so we can't separate God's love from God's action. And he tries to really convey this entire principle to us in his word. And, and, and uh, in Second in John chapter 1, verse 6, um, John just kind of sets up for us. He says, this is love, because he wants us to understand what true love is. Um, this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands, you know, that we walk in the ways of God. As we have heard from the beginning, this command, God's command, is that we walk in love. So God calls us to walk out our entire life from a place of love. And so we really have to separate what is genuine godly love um, and, and what is worldly love. And so here's a really simple litmus test. Genuine love in action is life-giving, but worldly love in action is life-destroying. And I just want to set these two things up for, for our listening friends so that as they're thinking about what love is, they can also identify what love isn't. Because we want a really godly um, love, genuine love that gives life. We never want something that is going to destroy life. And so we have a few examples of what genuine love is. And uh, John tells us this. This is, what, this is how we know what love is, that Christ laid down his life for us. So we see that, that love is somehow this self-sacrificing um, uh, a love. And um, the thing that I love about this is that God's love for us enables us 
to love others. So if we are going to God as he commanded us to love him first, then, you know, we're going to be able to love others. So if we go to God with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our whole strength, and we bring everything to him first, then he feels everything that we bring to him with his mountain-moving, wound-healing, life-giving love. So that's the kind of love we want to talk about it, talk about. And God is the only place that we can get that love from in order to just overflow that love on others. And so we want to then look at, okay, worldly love in action. There's this incredible verse in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and it's kind of a warning. It says, understand this. In the last days, there will come times of difficulty. People will be lovers of self. So we still see that word love, but it's lovers of self, lovers of money. They'll be proud and arrogant, ungrateful, unholy, not loving good, but they are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So worldly love seeks out pleasure first above all things rather than seeking out God first above all things. Um So we get to see those two different types of love. So we want to make sure we're focusing on the right one. Now, Evelyn, I know that you were formed by God to love because you are a love machine. But are you the only one who's been formed no, <laughs> I'm just a little holly homemaker from Cut and Shoot, Texas. <laughs> but I learned early the value of love. And I, I grew up during World War II, and it, it just fear was on every mm-hmm. lamppost. But one of the things that really made a difference in my life was a Sunday school teacher and a school teacher who said to me, you are made by God. Mm. You are made to love. You're made to to flourish. You're made to, to to give. And it literally changed my life because I had not come from a background of knowing that the Lord Jesus made me special. Psalm 139 tells us that he takes, the Father takes the DNA of our ancestors and the power of his spirit and his love, puts it all together and made Kathy made Carrie, and made Evelyn. So when we're made by God, we need to know who we are so that we can be what he is to a world that's looking. And, you know, sometimes we, uh, we're we de- deeply rooted in love to produce the fruit of love, to feed and nourish all who, who are hungry. We can't be uprooted from love without drying up and resting away. The thing is, is that love is the power that motivates us every day to get up, to breathe, to speak, to eat, to drink, and to have some fun in life. Because the dreariness of everyday living is enough to burden anybody. But when we know God's made us not only for love, in love, he created us in love, that we might go forth in our world and be that example that people need to see. You know, why is love so important? It's important because God made us. That was the purpose for which we were made. It's comforting to know that, that God, you know, formed us in love. You know, First John four nineteen says we're made to receive love. We're made to give love. We love because he first loved us. I, I, it's comforting 
to know that the hands that made us, Miss Evelyn, loved us so much to to give us these bodies, to give us brains to think for ourselves. You know, he empowered us to do that. And it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing when you really think about it. Not only are we formed, uh, our formation is, is through love, but our identity is made for love. Um, in John thirteen five, it says, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It doesn't say, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have a big bank account. <laughs> if, you, uh, have a, uh, if you're a powerful, if you have a powerful career, right? It says... Or if you have a radio program or a television program. That's right. Program. That's right. It says if you have love mm-hmm. for one another. You know, my son, um, he recently was asked to try out for this uh, very select basketball team um, based out of Austin, and he made the team, but he's definitely not one of the best players, and this is new for him. I I continue to have to look out there. When I look at these young men that are playing, I'm like, I have to remind myself that they are 13 years old. They look like men, and um, it's... uh, it's humbling for my son because he's always been, you know, the best player on the teams that he's played on. And after this last weekend, they had some games, and he got a little playing time, but he, he was pretty nervous when he went out there, which I've never seen from him. And he, w- he, he almost looked scared. And so after the last game, I sat him down and I said, Buddy, I want you to look me straight in the eyeballs. Your identity is not wrapped up in your jump shot. It's not wrapped up in how many rebounds you get. Your identity is wrapped up in that you are a son of the king. Mm. And your identity is wrapped up in how you love those teammates and how you care for them and and how you do your job, right? And nothing else defines you but your role as being a godly man. And I don't know if that was comforting for a 13-year-old boy who was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of seeing the writing on the wall. Um, but it, it made me feel better to, for him to know that none of this matters. Your identity is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And well, it it is, and that's the important thing that we have to transmit to children uh, as they're growing, especially when they're 13 and 14, especially with boys. At right. 14, their hands get bigger than their legs. I know. You know it's that one little bracket in there mm-hmm. where, where the hormones start bouncing off. And, and that was, that's perfect for him to look at something that's not, you know, his portrait. Mm-hmm. to see how God can use him in that, in that situation. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I pray that God does use him in that, in that way. You know, in 1 John, we, as Kathy said, we find all these verses about, about love. And we have to be very careful as we read 1 John to understand that he sets things up in 1 John with opposites most of the time. We, we see him defining things such as light versus darkness, truth versus falsehood, life versus versus death, and also love versus hate. And he, he sets this up beautifully. There are only two possible identities, one in Christ and one not in Christ. And he says this in 1 John 3, 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. What great love the Father's lavished on us. 
But he also says in a few verses after that in John, 1 John 3.10, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. I think John's very clear with us here that those you, you will be found out by how you love others. Mm-hmm. You will be found out. And uh, our, our identity is wrapped up in being a daughter of the king and son of the king as well as how we love others. Oh, friends, we're also, we're not only uh, formed for love, made for love through our formation and our identity, but we're made for action with our formation and our, and our identity. When we come back after these messages, we'll talk about action in life. Right after these messages here on Life Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know, we all can use some happiness, some hope, humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Underbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're so glad you have found the love ladies here on the bridge. I don't know if you're listening on the AM or the FM, but welcome. We also want to remind you that you can find our archives at any time online. You can go to uh, Love Talk Network, and you can find us there, and you can click on anything, and you can listen You can also always listen to The Bridge on the app. We have a new app, and it's working beautifully, so you can listen anytime, anywhere across the globe, which is super fun. And, of course, we'd love if you would um, just uh, recognize our sponsors because many of these sponsors have been with Miss Evelyn 
for well over 20 years, and we're so thankful for our sponsors. Of course, we love talking about love here on Love Talk (laughs) with the love ladies, and today we're talking about God's love in action. And we're, we're made in the image of Christ, and we're made for love. But we're also made for action. It's interesting, you know, my college degrees, um, my undergrad degree is in kinesiology and economics, but uh, then my master's degree is in exercise science. And, Miss Evelyn, our body is made to move. It is. It's, it, we're not made to, to just be slothful. We, our bodies are made to move, and it's, it's evident in everything we do, even when we're sleeping. Our body is moving. We're still breathing. We're still, you know, our systems are still working. Our bodies are, you know, Miss Evelyn, I don't, you've had probably many times in your life, I know that you've been in the hospital and you haven't been able to move and you Mm -hmm. just don't feel good. You know, uh, when we, our bodies love to, to just get out and do things, our senses are constantly receiving information and sending signals to our brains. Everything was designed for a specific, purposeful activity. Our mind is constantly at work. Our nervous system is continually receiving and sending messages. Our limbic system is probably one of the most interesting things that God gave us, right? It controls fear, (laughs) pleasure, and anger. And it is constantly at work, and it, it covers both ends of the spectrum from fear to pleasure. And I think that that's, it's, it's, it makes me awestruck as we think about how our bodies are designed. Our lymphatic system is constantly cleaning our body. We are so designed for actions that sometimes it becomes overwhelming for us. <laughs> and we need some help from our creator to slow down and be, bring peace and calm when we ourselves cannot. Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Evelyn, it's, it's, it's so interesting to see how our bodies are made and how God made us for specific things. And as we talk about how love and action are interwoven and how our bodies were formed, not only are they formed for action, but, Kathy, our identity calls for action, correct? That That's exactly right. I mean, when we talk about the Holy Spirit working in us, we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and, and, and what we're going to be known for. They're all action-based words. Uh, they cannot be seen or identified unless they are put into action. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You know, feeling patient is not enough. No one's going to know if you're patient just because you're feeling it. They have to be able to see you demonstrate patience when the surrounding circumstances would call you uh, to get a little bit upset maybe or be impatient. And, you know, just like feeling feeling good is not enough. We have to act Mm -hmm. with goodness. So individuals are going to be able to even um, see in our identities, and God has knit into our identities this action-based identity, that these gifts that he gives us, 
can only be seen in action. And I have to tell you, I love this new mar- these, this new marketing campaign that Microsoft came out with. And you know, some of our listeners are total tech heads, so they're going to totally get what I'm saying here. So Microsoft's new marketing campaign is this: it's not about the technology. It's about what you can do with the technology. <laughs> and that is so true. And I just want to say, I'm going to put this this way. It's not just about God's love. It's about what you can do mm-hmm. with God's love. Mm-hmm. God's love is meant for action. And so we can be convinced of his love intellectually. We can feel warm and fuzzy inside when we listen to inspirational messages. And we can believe that loving others is important But too easily, we can allow ourselves to become these passive participants in Christianity. And I I just want to be clear. I mean, God did not command us to think about loving our neighbors and making disciples. He commanded us to go and actively love our neighbors. Go and actively make disciples. And so it's sometimes we don't grasp the action. Uh, that we were made for, and then, and I, I want to say, you know, God, He, sometimes all of this feels overwhelming, and I mean, I am the one who would say, oh my gosh, I don't know how to love my neighbor, I don't know, uh, going to making disciples, that is so overwhelming, but here's the incredible thing, God's love gives us the power to fully do all He commands us to do. So God's love gives us the power as we engage in the action, as we step into the waters, God's power is there. And there's this incredible verse in 1 John 2, 5. It says, anyone who obeys God's word, love for God is truly made complete in them. And so, you know, when we think about our identity in Christ, our identity was made for action and we can't Speak about the love of God and not manifest it personally. And so I just want to, you know, have us take account and say, how are we showing the love of God in our in our actions through our identity? Now, Evelyn, I, I'm telling you, I know that you go and love, and and sometimes it's hard for us to grasp that God personally loves us and. I would love for you to share a story how God has personally acted in your life to most clearly demonstrate his love for you. Well, I, I, as I said earlier, I grew up in World War II, and it was just uh, um, the most miserable uh, atmosphere for any child. My dad was drafted, and I, but I had an English teacher uh, in a creative writing class that took a real interest in me. And at that time, I had a major speech impediment. And so she tried, she tutored me a little bit. But the thing that happened out of that was that she introduced me to the one who made me, mm-hmm. and that is Jesus Christ. Uh, until we come to recognize that we're not perfect in who we are apart from the plan that God has, uh, there's very little... A process in in the um, in the ability to love and share with others. It's there's just not that 
It's very seldom you see a person that's not a Christian that sacrifices greatly. But the thing that changed my life most was when I, when I read that Jesus made me in his image. And so I wanted to discover what his image was. What does he look like? What does he talk like? How does he walk? Uh, those were the things at that age that brought me to the point that I was willing to trust him with my life. There's a difference in believing and in trusting. And when you come to the point, you say, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. But one of the things that is so important is that even at a 13 or 14 years of age, there was a part of me that knew that I was not fixed. You know, there's just something. Now, I'm not talking about the disabilities. I'm talking about just who I who I am and why I'm here because I didn't have that training and it was always a great mystery for me but you know one of the things that really brought me to the understanding of what God's plan is is the scripture in the Old Testament that said God was looking for a man to stand in the gap in the gap and that's God's appointed place so that tells me that every creation God has a plan for, for good and not for evil, that we might have a future and have a hope. And so when we look at that, you know, you have to evaluate the power that comes when you trust God. It's one thing to believe that he loves you. It's another thing to believe he's forgiven you, but that you can trust him with every detail in your life. And so... That's that's what the real power is, and it's re- it's that because the scripture says God is love. John says that in First John, God is love, and that's what He wants us to be to a world that's seeking and searching for answers and for the you know real part of life. So. Absolutely, oh, Miss Evelyn, such a beautiful story that God has a plan for every creation. I know that sometimes we we wander around and we wonder what what is God's plan for me? And he's told us that he loves us and if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. That's first John two five. Again, we're back to first John. I, I would encourage you to read the scriptures, to, to get into the word and to look at these verses in first John because he's very, very clear about uh, how God made us, how God made us in his image, and how our actions really do define who we are in Christ. And that every single creation. God has a plan for that creation. When we return, I'll tell you guys a story about what I think one of the most loving things God has ever done for me and how I had to be patient to watch that plan come to fruition. But I know 100% that God had his hand all over it. You found the love ladies here on Love Talk and we'll join you back right after these messages. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. 
We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just a general town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Costa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialist, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are so lucky that you have found the love ladies here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Bridge. Today we're talking about God's love in action and how we were made to love and how love and action are intertwined together. They are intimately intertwined together and you can't separate the two. Miss Evelyn was telling us the story of how she felt God move in her life at a time when she was a, a young girl and a, a teacher took an interest in her and showed her the truth of God's love and how she was made in God's image. And it allowed her to be able to think about and talk about and, and desire to know who this Jesus was and how she could be more like him. For me, mine, mine really happened more as an adult, and I, I tell this story um, Many times because I, I just see God's hand all over this. Um, I came to Georgetown back in, in 2002 to coach basketball at Southwestern University. And during that time, I had babies very close uh, together. And so I gave up college coaching in 2005. And I stayed at home and did some other things, um, just some other odd jobs, still coaching basketball um, for five years. But in 2010, my husband was uh, 
kind of switching jobs and kind of in limbo, and uh, the job at Southwestern came back open. And um, my my athletic director called me and said, hey, Carrie, this, this job is open. Are you interested in applying? And, of course, at the time, I looked at the financial. I looked at what was in the bank account, and I was like, oh, my goodness, yeah, I need to, I need to go get a, a job. And um, But I was so torn. And I even called – this was long before uh, I was doing this radio show, and I, I called Kathy Enderbrock, and I, I asked her for some guidance and – um, went to some other friends and asked for guidance, and I just felt like the Lord was saying, Carrie, I'm plopping this job in your lap. You are made to do this. I was so torn, though, because I was mama to my little kids, mm-hmm. and I I love that job. But I did. I went back to Southwestern in 2010, kind of kicking and screaming, Miss Evelyn. And I was like, okay, Lord, you better show me what your plan is. You know, I was kind of, I, I wasn't angry, but I, I was. I Needy. Was, yes. And I Needy. just, I wanted to, I wanted to have a crystal ball and I wanted to see the future. Um, but I trusted. I said, okay, Lord, I, you have literally just plopped this job in my lap. I'm, I'm going to go for it. And I tell you what, friends. In that five years that I was back at Southwestern, 2010 to 2015, he richly blessed that endeavor. Not only did he open up doors for me to be able to talk to young women about Jesus, but he opened up doors for me to be able to do the thing that I love, and that's coach and and mentor young women. And, oh, how he blessed that time. And, and Miss Evelyn, he did give me some worldly success, too. You know, we mm-hmm. were very uh, fortunate to be very good uh, during those five years and uh, lots of, you know, records and all those things. But, but even more importantly, I saw God saying at the end of those mm-hmm. five years, okay, Carrie, you can be done now. And my husband's job had changed, and it was a time whenever um, I needed to be home more to allow my husband to do his thing more. And I, I so clearly, Miss Evelyn, Kathy, I, I heard the Lord telling me, mm-hmm. it's okay, Carrie, you're, you can be done now. Good job, good and faithful servant. And I just, I, I, I felt it so strongly, his love for me. But Kathy, you're right. Those words I had to, I had to kind of step back and let some of those action words, you know, take control. That patience and and just that longing, and look to see what God was doing. But man, He loved me. He loved me right through that. The power of love uh, does not infuriate. It it really empowers an individual. If you know that you're loved. You know, you can walk through fire. And it's so important for us to give that principle today because it's not, you know, it's not diamond rings. It's not beautiful clothes, but it's just that inner knowledge and the inner power that comes from knowing that Jesus loves us the way we are. But he loves us more than that enough to make us what he wants us to be. You know, and that that time was not always filled with great things, Miss Evelyn, right? There well, were no, many no lows, right? There were many lows during that time. But, um, and many times I questioned, what what am I doing? Lord, what, what are, mm-hmm. why? why? Um, but he so richly blessed that endeavor. And, you know, as humans, we have such a desperate need to feel loved. But Miss Evelyn, you said during the break, you said this to Kathy and I, we are not able 
to have the power to love if we don't have Jesus. That's right. And, Kathy, you know, we've seen a horrible tragedy this past week in Florida. And I I think about the young man who um, killed innocent people at his former school. And I just, I look at him and I see him as powerless to understand the love that Jesus had for him or has for him. And I, that I, it's so easy that we see that outcome when it's, you know, kind of grouped together. We see 19 lives um, gone, children that won't be coming home to their moms and dads. Mm-hmm. We see a, a coach who's not going to be going home to his family. And, you know, we can describe that as uh, obvious mental illness. You know, he, he could not have been in his right state of, of mind. Who wants to go and kill and murder and destroy the lives of others? Um, you know, but we see it every day in our nation that today alone 200 people, over 200 people, Americans, children, teenagers, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, um, they're going to die from drug overdoses, and tomorrow another 200, and the next day another 200. And uh, Evelyn, the way that you state these things, it's exactly right. If we do not have the love of God in our life, we lack the power to be who God has called us to be. And when we think of these principles of love without action, I mean, can we only imagine if God were sitting in heaven, and just thinking about how much he loved us, but refusing to act. He could make great plans to save us. He could have envisioned a million different ways to help us. He could even have had angels create songs about how he would delight in having a relationship with us. But none of that would matter. It would not have made a darn lick of difference if God had not acted, if he had not taken action to send his son to pay the price for our sin, to redeem our lives, to step in every day and help us, to fill us with his love. And then we think about what about action without love? Mm. You know, and the Bible clearly tells us that action without love is completely meaningless. And in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, it says, you know, you can do all kinds of incredible things. Um, You can speak in tongues. You can have a gift of prophecy. You can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. You can be the greatest scientific mind of all times. You can have faith to move mountains. But if you do not have love, you are nothing. If you give all that you possess to the poor and give over your entire body to hardship, but you do not have love, you gain nothing. These These two principles change lives they are they must be what drive us as the community of Christ you know our pastor was was preaching on on this verse a couple of weeks ago and he he kind of said this is uh this is God this is funny math right because there's seven things listed here if you can do these seven things, you know, speak in tongues, um, gift of prophecy, um, have faith that can move mountains, um, give everything that you have to the poor, um, you know, he goes on and on. He lists seven things here, but minus love, so seven minus one, it actually equals zero, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn. 
you know, you can do all these things, but if you do them with an ugly heart or with a heart that doesn't um, see Jesus as the one that's giving you the power to do these things, it's empty. Well, you know, there, uh, John gives us a very good picture of this. There are four musts, M-U-S-T, of love. We must love the Lord first. He loves us. We've got to love him. We must love the truth. Mm. We must love our calling, the place where he's planted us. And most of all, we must love the people. Wow. We love others. And when we look at that, that's a pretty big assignment for anyone. Absolutely. But it's taken care of by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Well, friends, we we certainly thank you for joining us today here on Love Talk, our Valentine's edition for this week. And to wrap up the show today, for Valentine's Day and every day, it's a great day to put love into action. Love and action are intimately woven together. Genuine love in action is life-giving, whereas worldly love in action is life-destroying. And you can definitely make a distinction between those two when you're trying to figure out if something is true love. We are made for love in both our formation and our identity, and we're made for action in our formation and identity. Love without action is worthless, and action without love is meaningless. So how can you know that God loves you? Well, it tells us in Romans 5.8, but God shows his love for us, and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We pray for each of you listeners and our friends that you can experience the love of Jesus Christ and that you can come to know him. If you have questions about that, you can certainly call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. And remember, you can always download our app, The Bridge, and you can find us on lovetalknetwork.com. I'll leave you with this. John 1.12, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For the love, ladies. For Miss Evelyn and Kathy Brinkater, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we will see you here next time on Love Talk.